Hey, hey, hey. This is Connor's Criminal Catalog. This episode will cover the arrest, trial, and sentencing regarding the Nathan Dunlap murders. So, let's get into it. Woo! After being fired from his job at Chuck E. Cheese in 1993, and just months after he started his employment, Nathan Dunlap seeks to get revenge. Some time passes, and he returns to the restaurant. It's late at night. Parents are calling for their children and gathering their belongings. He hides in wait in the restroom as the restaurant closes, then quietly walks out. It's silent, except for a distant vacuum sucking up the remnants of juvenile amusement. The vacuum unintentionally functions as a cover for the gunshots. The employees that hear gunshots assume something must have fallen, or some other minor occurrence took place. Dunlop goes unnoticed by each victim until they're approached directly. He shoots five employees, one by one. The final victim is used to grant Dunlap access to a safe. Of the five victims, three of them die immediately. One of them dies after a second shot, and one of them survives a bullet to the jaw. The survivor escapes and reports the shooting to the police. Dunlap managed to steal over a grand in cash, and also some Chuck E. Cheese game tokens. As the early investigation progresses, Dunlap receives a text from his mother while he has sex with his girlfriend. She forwards a message from the police regarding the investigators who were looking into the murders. They wanted to interview him because they heard he ate dinner at Chuck E. Cheese that night. Prior to leaving to head to the apartment he shares with his mother, Dunlap uses hydrogen peroxide on his hands, and then showers. He also hides some of the stolen money under the freezer in his girlfriend's apartment. Once home, Dunlap is interrogated by the police. His hands are swabbed for gunshot residue, and his clothes are taken into evidence. He's arrested within hours. Yay! Nathan Dunlap grew up with his sister and his mother and father. His mother was mentally ill, and his father was abusive. Nathan was beaten often, and his sister was abused sexually. Nathan had even walked in on his sister, being raped by their father. Essentially, Dunlap was exposed to violence of all kinds from a very young age. He was also diagnosed with hypomania, a condition in which a person has mood swings where they suddenly feel very euphoric or excited. During the trial, his lawyer covers this and connects such exposure and Dunlap's likely unusual state of mind to the crimes he commits. He proposes these traumatic experiences as the root causes of his client's actions. He even points the to the insanity defense. However, he then says he would take no issue with a jury deciding to give Dunlap the death penalty. Dunlap has several aggravating circumstances in his case. A total of 28 are presented in his trial. Some of these include his criminal record, as he has stolen in the past, his theft during the killings, and the premeditated aspect of his killings. As he is sentenced, he swears repeatedly for around three minutes. Dunlap is found guilty of four counts of first-degree murder, attempted murder, robbery, and burglary. A conclusion is soon reached. Nathan Dunlap is sentenced to the death penalty, though time and time again, his punishment is pushed back. He makes efforts to appeal the verdict filing a habeas corpus petition with the court, arguing that his lawyer was inadequate as he ended his potentially well-executed arguments 
regarding abuse and mental illness with a near explicit invitation to have his client killed. However, the Colorado Supreme Court sides with the previous court decisions, though this doesn't end up being a major loss for Dunlap. Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper signs a reprieve, so that as long as he is governor, Dunlap is not to face capital punishment. Human rights activists criticize this decision because Hickenlooper can only be governor for so many years, making the execution of Dunlap all but inevitable. That is, until Jared Polis is elected governor. Polis extensively campaigned on the repealment of the death penalty in Colorado. Though, at first he does not care to apply the new laws around capital punishment to Dunlap, he eventually commutes Dunlap's death sentence to life in prison without parole. Dunlap isn't dying for his crimes. Instead, he lives out the rest of his days in a prison cell. The end.